Hi there, my name is Michael Rice, and thanks for checking out my new podcast, the Bankruptcy Opinions Podcast. This is just going to be a, a fun little experiment. What I'm going to do is talk about different opinions about bankruptcy coming out from courts around the country, as well as maybe some other topics. Um, I'm, an, I'm primarily a bankruptcy attorney here in the Los Angeles area. So, of course, I'm going to focus on my home district, the Central District of California, the greatest one in the nation, if you ask me. Uh, it's definitely a very busy one, a big one. Um, nothing you hear here is going to be legal advice, of course, even though I'm an attorney. I can't really give you legal advice unless you're my client. I do take on new clients, so I guess this counts as attorney advertising. But um, if you want to get in touch with me, there'll be some contact information in the show notes on the episodes. And, you know, even if I can't um, give you legal advice, I'd love to just get in touch with you, figure out what you like about the podcast, what's working, what's not working, and just kind of hear your story. So get in touch with me. I hope you will. But let's get on with the show. It's a chilly December day in Los Angeles as I record this. So let's go to the warm and sunny Southern District of Florida, Fort Lauderdale. This is a Chapter 13 case in Judge Russin's court, decided on December 9th of this year, 2021. Case was numbered 21-11326. The facts of the case are really simple. There's a creditor who gets a judicial lien. So you get a judicial lien after you sue a debtor. I think for uh, interior, maybe unpaid interior decorating services, not entirely sure. Anyway, they attach the lien to uh, the debtor's house. I'm sorry, this case is in Ray Pettengill. I think I'm saying that right. So they attach it to Mr. Pettengill's house. Uh, Then the debtor files for Chapter 13 and seeks to strip off the lien. And yes, this is something that's possible in Chapter 13. It's, It's a little complicated, but not too complex. What's interesting in this case, however, is that there's a conflict. There's maybe a conflict, or maybe it's more like a misalignment between the Florida Constitution and the Bankruptcy Code. Now, Florida has a huge, broad homestead exemption. What does that mean? Well, usually someone's house is their biggest asset and arguably one of the you know, most important assets or properties for getting a fresh start. And there are a few ways it gets protected from creditors. The uh, exemptions in state or federal law protects at least some of your interest from creditors. So, and that's even true in um, bankruptcy. So it would exclude a certain amount of your house or your homestead um, or property um, interest, whether it's like a physical house or a condo or whatever, um, from the bankruptcy estate so that it doesn't get liquidated in a Chapter 7. The amount of the exemption varies a little bit from state to state, Um, if you're not using the federal scheme. And in Florida's case, they protect all of it. It's huge, no matter how much or how big. There's 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 a few little, uh, before you join the mob moving to Florida, there are some wrinkles. So, you know, it it depends a little bit. But it doesn't, the the dollar amount doesn't matter, um, uh, subject to some concerns, some wrinkles. Remember how O.J. Simpson moved to Florida to avoid... (laughs) some creditors. And it's crazy because it's right there in the Florida Constitution. It's not even like a, a Florida statute. It's like actually like constitutional law, state constitutional law in Florida. 
Um, another way it gets protected is in bankruptcy, you can actually avoid some of the liens that attach to the property. And that's, what's, that's what the uh, debtor's trying to do here. It's that second aspect that we're focused on here. So under the code, the code that lets you do this is under Title 11, USC 522, sub F, sub 1, sub A, that says, quote, a debtor may avoid the fixing of a lien on an interest of the debtor in property to the extent that such a lien or such lien impairs an exemption to which the debtor would have been entitled if such lien is a judicial lien. And yeah, that's really confusing. It's probably impossible to even understand what words just came out of my mouth without seeing it. And I think even if you saw it, you'd be a little confused. So let, let's make it simple. The key words here are lien, quote unquote lien, fixing and impairs. So you can only avoid the lien if it's a lien, if it's been fixed to the property and whether it's impairing your exemption, right? Or your right in the property to protect from creditors. So here's where this case gets really interesting, I think, for bankruptcy pr practitioners that um, I don't know how many states have a, a homestead exemption like this. Certainly California does not. But, it, but it's an interesting um, intersection between these two things. So Florida's constitution says that no judgment, quote, this is a quote, quote, no judgment, decree, or execution shall be a lien against someone's property. So it not only is it unlimited, but it seems to void any liens on its own, kind of like bankruptcy court does. So the issue is if it's not a real lien, so if Florida prevented the lien in the first place, then why do we need to strip it off? Why would this even be a case? Just to say it again, Florida's constitution not only grants an unlimited exemption from creditors, but even seems to nullify or void, I'm not sure which of the correct legal word here is null or void or both, any liens that try to attach. So it's interesting because as Judge Russell notes, it seems like Florida law and bankruptcy law or for Florida constitutional law are fully in line. There's no real like conflict, so to speak. So why would the debtor even bother? Well, in a nutshell, if there's some lien prowling out there, <laughs> this is actually Judge uh, Russell's word, if there's some lien prowling out there, even though it can't find its prey, then the lien will cloud the debtor's title. Like he may have trouble selling the property because he doesn't have marketable title, which would defeat the fresh start. But it turns out, seems kind of obvious, but as it turns out, the courts are split, split on this issue. So Judge Russen dives into it. He first explores whether it's a lien at all. Remember, it's the bankruptcy code that controls here. Section 101 defines a lien as a charge against, this is a quote, a charge against or interest in property to secure payment of a debt or performance of an obligation. So this is really key because if the recorded judgment isn't a lien in the first place, then there's literally nothing to, to strip. So it would be motion denied. And, but the key word here is, quote unquote, charge, which Judge Russell links via, he cracks open Black's Law Dictionary. He makes the linkage from charge to the word claim. The word claim is defined in the bankruptcy code. So we recall here that the creditor got a judgment against the debtor, recorded the judgment, and that's where the lien came from. 
So Judge Russin, after kind of wrestling about how the homestead exemption applies, basically concludes that whether or not the homestead can defeat the lien, it still exists as a claim. And because that's like a, a bankruptcy concept, we therefore get to continue with our analysis. If it, were, uh, if it weren't a quote-unquote lien, then the motion to strip would be dead in the water, right? So let's move on. The next question is whether the lien was fixed to the property. The bankruptcy code now does not define that word, but a Supreme Court case did back in 1991. That's what Judge Russin relies on. The case was called Ferry, or Fare, I don't know how to say it, and it defined fixed to mean fasten liability upon, which would be a question of state law, I guess, under Ferry. So I forgot to mention that there's a wrinkle in Florida's homestead exemption law. Apparently, it isn't really automatic. So if a judgment creditor records something on the property, then you have to take some proactive steps to assert the homestead. In this case, those steps hadn't happened because the debtor was using bankruptcy code to strip the lien. Since the judgment was just sitting there, judgment, Judge Russin says the lien, uh, quote-unquote, lies in wait in the public record. So I, I like this, like, prowling, lying in wait. Like, I like this kind of, like, uh, predator idea of a lien. <laughs> you know, I've never thought of a lien as a predator before, but I guess uh, we'll go with it. Anyway, to Judge Russin, it is an inescapable conclusion that the judgment was fixed to the property. Pay close attention, however, because I think his reasoning suggests that if the debtor had followed the Florida state law to defeat the judgment out of bankruptcy court, then this case might have gone a very different way. So finally, the last question is whether the judgment impairs the homestead. Now, it's arguable that the lien isn't impairing, quote-unquote, impairing the homestead because it's not enforceable. So what does impair mean? Well, unfortunately, the bankruptcy code, like the word fixed, does not define the word impair. So Russin relies on a case called Henderson in the Fifth Circuit to say that impair means to, quote, to weaken, to make worse, to lessen in power, diminish, diminish or relax, or otherwise affect in an injurious manner. Seems like a lien would do that, but... Remember, the courts are in alignment on this. There, there's a split. And some courts say that the lien can impair or can't impair because it's powerless. But I think Judge Russin says, uh, you know, look, the lien clouds the debtor's title. Even though it's technically not enforceable, it's prowling out there. Remember that predator lien. And if the debtor ever tries to sell it, now in Judge Russin's exact words, he said, it would not be surprising that a title insurance company would refuse to insure title over recorded judgment unless the debtor detaches it. So, you know, when you go to sell a house, if they crack open the uh, recorder, you know, go to the recorder's office and look at all these uh, recordings on the on the lien or on the on the see liens against the title, you know, it's kind of hard to sell a house because the, whoever buys it is going to buy it subject to these liens. So they're going to have concerns. So. Long story short, of course, you know, in Judge Russin's uh, opinion, of course the property's impaired if the lien's out there prowling around. So that's it. Lien avoided. All right, so that's a wrap on today's case. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made sense. These things can get pretty complicated and 
you know, you could spend a lot of time trying to revise it. So I hope, I hope you got it. If you have any questions about it or want to talk to me about it, I would love to hear from you. Just shoot me an email to Michael at michaelricelaw.com. Um, you can find links to this show that should link back to, um, where I do a lot of blogging on the subject and talk about bankruptcy generally. I would love to hear your story. I can't give you legal advice unless you're my client, which by the way, I am taking new clients. If you want to work with me, I love talking to debtors. I love talking to people who are, you know, just thinking through what you can do, what you're facing, how we can creatively come up with stuff. So I would love to hear from you. Of course, by saying that, I probably just elevated this to attorney advertising, but, but I hope it doesn't feel like advertising to you. Anyway, get in touch with me. Um, if you like the show, subscribe. It'd be great. I could definitely use more subscribers. And if you want to post a review or some thoughts, that would be great. I should have this available on all the major podcast platforms soon. So look forward to seeing you on the ne next episode. Bye.